Welcome, everyone, to Alter Echo, the pulpit voice of me, Andy Smith, pastor of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. I am so glad you're along. Let's come into the presence of God. Well, hello, everyone. It's a Saturday night, and I'm sitting down in my basement getting this podcast off the ground. Tonight is going to be just like a little bit of a soft grand opening of a store. We're just working some bugs out with this podcast called Alter Echo that we are going to be coming to you with every single week. This will be the Sermon of the Week podcast from St. John's Church, a church of the ELCA found at Lakeville, Minnesota. I serve that church, church of wonderful people. And so every week we will share in this 20 minutes or so of hearing God's word through the gospel of the week, sharing the sermon, maybe having one or two little items to say at the end, including an invitation to you to give your offering through our website to support our church and things just like this podcast. And then We'll send you off with the benediction, and I hope that you'll always stay around for that benediction at the end. It's the blessing of peace that sends us into our week. And as people of faith, we need that. We need that empowerment and that strength and that hope for the days that lie ahead so that we can serve our master in the most faithful, loving, joyful ways possible in our lives. So our goal for tonight for this weekend, as we just launch this podcast, is to do it a bit quietly and to celebrate this kind of technology that allows us to do this, to think about ways that this podcast can be used by all sorts of people in all sorts of different kinds of places, and finally then just to come around the gospel, this focus reading for this week, and hear the sermon. So let's get after it. The gospel for this week is the whole 15th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. You're going to hear three parables that are famous. You'll know all of them readily. We'll pick them apart a bit, but the sermon is going to go um, in a little bit of a overarching direction as we are in the middle of a sermon series called Confession, Correction, and Reconnection. And today, the theme is around pride, our own pride that gets in the way of who God wants us to be. So today, everyone, listen to the gospel, Luke 15, verses 1 to 32. Here's what it says. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling, saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, he said, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or, he said next, what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one of them, 
does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. When she's found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the the, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his fingers and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he's got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I may celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him? Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice 
because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, you heard some pretty famous stories there, and particularly the one that we call the prodigal son. You're going to hear me say today that this is the story about the prodigal sons. <laughs> the younger son and the older son, they both were lost. They both had, had, had spent too much, had given away what they shouldn't have given away. They were wayward. So let's go after that a little bit today. But remember that the topic today is called Confession, Correction, and Reconnection. And the topic, the subtopic of that is pride, our own pride. So, will you pray with me? Gracious God, in this Lenten love of yours toward us, rescue us. Save us from ourselves and from our failures and our pride. Carry us home on your shoulders and tell us how you rejoice over us being with you, all of us, your creations, together. Amen. All right. Today, three famous stories. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and here it is, the wayward sons. All stories in which we could go a hundred different directions. All stories that I think we love, too. There's powerful grace in all of them. And there's hope in all of them. So, everyone, here is where the gospel guides us to, to today. The last two weeks were heavy. If you were at church, you didn't get to hear any podcasts on this, but if you were at church, the last two weeks were, were heavy. I want to thank you if you were there for sticking with them, though. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing in Lent. We're supposed to be going deeper into ourselves and, and rooting out our sin that we would rather deny or ignore. We're supposed to be also admitting the sin of this life and of our society that damages people and ruins relationships and thumbs its nose at God. God didn't die on the cross for nothing. Why would God go to this length to save people and this life if we didn't need saving and rescue from things that are killing us? So, thank you for sticking with this. Thank you for taking it seriously. Thank you for putting in the hard work and for desiring to do your part and search yourself and come back to God with more and more humility and honesty and desires for forgiveness and for Christ's gaze of love and grace upon you again. Today, we can lighten things up a little bit. Doesn't mean it's still not important, but these stories really have an overarching power to them. It comes from the setup in these stories in Luke 15, verses 1 and 2. These are key. Here's what Luke says. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. 
And the Pharisees and, and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. And then for the whole rest of the chapter, Jesus goes into parable mode to find these grumbling, prideful Pharisees and scribes and fill them in as to how they've gotten this all wrong. So, the first thing that comes to mind for what Jesus is doing here, to me, is Sarah Bareilles' song, King of Anything. Google it if you don't know it. It is an excellent song about a woman trying to break free from perhaps an abusive boyfriend or husband who thinks he is the king of everything, including her. It functions around the old adage, who died and made you king? (laughs) To the Pharisees and scribes, Jesus essentially is saying, who died and made you king? Who gave you the right to call certain people sinners while you think you're not? Since when do you get to pigeonhole people as losers or the lost while you puff yourselves up as those who get to control this and are above it? There is a lot in the Gospels from Jesus about pride and arrogance like this. Remember when the Pharisees were told by him that they often look for a little tiny speck of immorality in other people's eyes while they actually have a big log sticking out of their own? Same thing. So the first point here is that Jesus is calling the Pharisees and scribes out very directly and telling them that they don't get to call some people losers or lost and assume they themselves are anything but that also. He's telling them that they are just as lost in their imperfection, their humanness, as everyone else. Today, The first point is that not only do we not get to make those determinations either, that we should somehow make moral judgments on who's lost and who's not. No, we have to instead fall back on God's truth to us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that we are, as we say in our confession in church, we are by nature sinful and unclean. We all need Jesus to come after us, to search us out, find us when we're blind with pride and sin, rescue us, and call us home to his forgiveness and love. In fact, We need to hang on this hope and promise and truth. The second message today, then, revolves around a saying you've probably seen before that I believe is almost as grace-powerful as these parables today. It is this. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. Want me to read that again? Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. 
It's essentially what Jesus is saying to the Pharisees and scribes. Those tax collectors and people you are pigeonholing as sinners, they are all fighting battles inside themselves that you know nothing about. Be kind. And by the way, guess what else? I happen to know that you Pharisees and scribes are all fighting battles inside yourselves that others know nothing about too. I would hope they would be kind to you also, always. I find this to be incredibly powerful, loving gospel. It's Jesus' way of saying, come on, cut the garbage. All of you are human. All of you struggle with life in all kinds of ways. All of you are in this together. And I am here to be with all of you in all of your stuff so that we can fight the battles together and be good to each other and care about each other and try to understand each other. Cut the garbage. Drop your facades. Quit the power plays. God's people need to be for each other, not creating enemies or opposing sides out of anyone. Nobody died and made you king of anything like that. Hmm. Then, finally, Jesus goes on to tell three parables about the lost being searched for and found and being welcomed home. The lost is everyone. It's you. It's me. It's your neighbor. It's the guy tailing you way too close on 35W and giving you the finger when he goes by. What's going on in his life anyway, huh? <laughs> it's the cashier at Quick Trip. It's the nurse and doctor in the COVID unit. Even the seemingly happy-go-lucky ski bum out in Colorado who's trying to get away from whatever pressures brought him out there in the first place. See? It's everyone. Everyone needs rescue from a loving God. By a loving God. Everyone needs understanding from a gracious God. Everyone needs people's compassion. Everyone needs to hear about Jesus dying for them for all this. And for forgiveness. And a new start again. And Everyone needs to be called out from their places of lostness and helped home again toward a new way of being and a new appreciation of God and a new way of living with meaning and love again in this life and in this world. So today, I want you to listen finally to this beautiful image drawn by the words of Father Greg Boyle. As you hear me read them to you, think of yourself and your way of being and of everybody in your life. Here's what he says. He says, often enough, folks will say that one door closes and another door opens. But sometimes there is a hallway, a grace period before people find the next door. Our task is to 
line the hallway. To make that distance stretching between the old and new version of oneself a comforting one. We encourage and cajole with a constant tenderness as the tentative soul takes steps toward the fullness of becoming. The hallway can be long, and the lure to return to an old, tired, but known and safe version can be compelling. And those who line the hallway haven't arrived fully either. Our mutual accompaniment with each other along the way pulls us all over the finish line. We all line the hallway on this good journey with only gentleness in our rucksack and our own brokenness within reach. Man, do I love that. This is what Jesus is telling us. Drop your sin of pride. Pride that you are better than anyone else and think you should judge anyone else. And go on this good journey with everyone of seeking Jesus to take your brokenness lovingly and gently into his heart in order to heal you, love you, welcome you home with great joy over everyone. (laughs) Amen. So, dear friends, we've been in the presence of God. I want to invite you, if you wish, to give your offering to do so. Go to our website, sjlcl.org. I'll say it one more time, sjlcl.org. It stands for St. John's Lutheran Church, Lakeville. And up in the upper right-hand corner of that webpage, you'll see a little button that says Donate. Click on that. You can give your offering. You can give your stewardship. You can donate to the work of God through this congregation, St. John's Church in Lakeville, as we help people and reach out into the world with the proclamation of the gospel and good news of Jesus Christ. And I will always thank you in advance for every good gift that you give. So now, dear friends, as we end this first soft opening of this podcast together, go with this benediction. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, May God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you. I'll look forward to being with you again next week.